conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good morning. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. It's uh, it's been a couple weeks. I know two weeks off. You know, got some travelers over there, and then I got sick uh, last week. So you know, it was it was much needed. I think I feel refreshed. So jet lagged. Yeah. How was London? I was only in London for one day, so that was refreshing. Yeah. And not spend all that time in London and get out in the countryside, um, where I met our guest who's joining us today out in yeah. the middle of nowhere uh, in Somerset. In the Cowfield? Meet him in, in the Cowfield? Cowfield. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew it. it, it countryside really is immediately what I think of. So pretty much yeah. one and one. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Uh, but it. yeah, it was a, it was a good uh, week away for me, but definitely feeling it this monday morning we have a cold probably a little bit um i don't know just sounds like jet lagged (laughs) yeah probably come on all the above you're you're young you should be able to recover those things we're not all 40 ross we are not (laughs) come on i'm not 40 not yet later this year awesome yeah let's move to the next story. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about his, uh, I had, his birthday. I had, I had no, I had one goal before forty, so I have to hurry up. I wish I had after the show, but I had one goal before forty, so I have to hurry up a bit. I have a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> you might mm. know. Mm, let's see. Is it to uh, to be on the biggest hospitality podcast in the industry, or or what? I'm, I'm that was one of my goal. goals, actually. So this yeah. I managed. Yeah. So uh, that's my achievement in life. Perfect. Well. Before we take up too much time for our guests, um, exciting day. Uh, I do feel refreshed after a two-week break. So all of our listeners, thank you for your patience. You know, we we love you. We missed you. Uh, now, welcome back and good morning. Um, this episode is actually exciting as well because we have uh, a official coffee sponsor. 
So I just want to give a shout out to uh, Steve Turk, who is now a founder, uh, not of only one or two. <laughs> nice. Good job, Michael. I love that. Uh, not of like two companies, but now uh, Biscayne Coffee, which is based on Miami. Really cool company. Every purchase gives back 10% to a nonprofit that helps keep the bay clean and keeping the wildlife uh, active and alive. So if you use our code, good morning, you'll get 10% off of your purchase. Uh, very exciting. And we're excited to work with Steve and his amazing coffee, which we have today. Yes, um, Steve. Yeah. Awesome. We don't all, all, right. we don't all have it today, but yeah. maybe by next we week. Will. We will. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. All right. Um, all right. So now back to the normal order again. We got uh, a great guest today, Hector Hughes, who is the co-founder of Unplugged. We're going to introduce him right after we get done with what's with the noise and syrup of the week. So, gentlemen, if you're ready to rock and roll, let's do it. Didn't see grandma this weekend with donuts, but I was in England, which is her favorite country in the world. So shout out grandma. Um, this past week was the Shorties Awards in London. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely perfect night. Rooftop overlooking the, the Tower of London and the London Bridge. Congrats to the Noiseware team for taking home some hardware uh, and as well as all the other companies that were able to bring home a really heavy piece of, of glass. Uh, it's it's a, a good sign to bring everyone back together. It was fantastic to see everyone. It's been quite a long time uh, for a European event to actually happen, but it was good good fun and a sign of, of prosperity in the future. Yeah, and the startup of the week is Hotelers. First, I want to mention this actually last week, <clears throat> but actually it's better to do this week because last week I met actually Philippe in person with a nice coffee together. They're based in Warsaw. So actually what they do, they're building a solution or they build a solution which actually make the way of processing work trips actually easier. Also, work trips are going to be the new name of the company. So Philippe, uh, founder of the company, works closely with companies like SAP and other ones. So actually... If a contracting this solution for his business trip, for his workshops, they're actually connecting this seamlessly. So uh, great achievement. It's also nice to see companies which are based in Poland as well actually growing. They did a round, pretty nice round of 23 million in fresh capital. So uh, well done. The previous round was in 2020, was with a 2.6. So a major uh, upsell actually if looking at the, the, the fund they did. So well done, uh, Philippe and his team. And uh, keep following you. Awesome. Sounds like a good week for uh, the industry, you know, shorties, awards, you got some startups getting funding, rebranding, all that good stuff. But uh, and we're back. There, there was one more thing that happens that we haven't discussed and it will segue perfectly into what Hector's doing. But Airbnb made a change to their platform, focusing mm -hmm. specifically on niches, meaning that yeah. travelers are looking for niches, whether it's a treehouse or a digital detox or a castle 
we all know that travelers uh, are looking for very specific and very unique experiences. That said, I am looking forward to welcoming Hector. Uh, he is the founder of Unplugged. And about a shoot, four years ago, I was on stage at a conference and was asked, what does technology of the future look like for hospitality? And everyone goes into like crazy things like a automated cleaner to change the sheets and everything. Mm -hmm. And I went the opposite direction and said a complete and utter lack of technology. And Hector must have been listening. So without <laughs> further ado. <laughs> Hector. Hector, welcome to the yeah. show. Guys, Good morning. thank you so much for having me. Of course. And we already got some live listeners tuning in saying good morning. Looking forward to this. It's a really important subject regardless of the industry you're in. So, Hector, you guys are obviously doing something right if we're already getting comments this early in the show. Um, <laughs> so if you want to do a quick introduction to kind of yourself and Unplugged, um, explaining the lack of technology part that Michael is uh, explaining about or talking about. That'd be awesome. But again, thank you for joining us. For sure. No, thank you. For, thank you for having me. So four years ago, I was sitting in a conference and the speaker got up on stage talking about the future. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Five years That's ago. That's awesome. <laughs> I joined a tech startup out of university. Um, I was the second hire on the commercial side. And uh, the first hire was a guy called Ben, who's my now co-founder. And it was iPad till systems. So nothing to, nothing to do with, with hospitality. Well, different type of hospitality um, or, or what we're doing now. And yeah, we did just did the whole kind of startup journey. So grew from, um, you know, seven people to 70 open boxes in the US, Australia. Uh, and yeah, really enjoyed the whole startup journey. But somewhere along the way, I just got burnt out, you know, in, in 2019, was flying around the world to set up these offices. I was running growth at the time, uh, spending all day on my phone. And um, at the recommendation of a friend, I ended up at a silent retreat in the Himalayas in, in September 2019. And it, it took me a bit to get there, you know. He initially suggested it. I laughed it off. I thought, you know, I can't do that. What would the guys at work think? You know how it is. Um, but finally got myself out there. And it was um, this very picturesque Buddhist temple on top of a mountain. And the best thing about it was when you get there, they take your phone off you and you spend 10 days cut off from the outside world. So very cliche, but I came back from that and quit my job a week later. And um, that was off the back of a conversation with, with Ben, my co-founder. Um, so, you know, he, he's not the kind of guy you'd find at a silent retreat anytime soon. And we'll talk about how there's a lot of stigma around retreats and meditation. And so much of the benefit is just getting people offline and, and into nature. Um, and we've been thinking about this, this kind of digital detoxing space, but not really sure what to, to do with it. Uh, and then heard about, you know, the tiny house movement in other countries. There are some very well-established players in the U.S. and Australia. And just thought that those two kind of married together really nicely. So this was the end of 2019. Uh, the concept was and, and still is we put cabins an hour from City Life. People go upon arrival, they literally padlock their phones in a box. We give them a map and a Nokia and then leave you to it for three nights without your phone. So we got started on this uh, beginning of 2020, just before the world changed, um, which actually was great timing because during lockdown one, we were getting the first cabin built. That arrived in June. The government lifted um, the lockdown. 
here in the UK. And obviously everyone had been sat in, you know, flats in, in London on their screens all, all day. So, you know, really straight from the off, something kind of clicked. Um, and yeah, we've been of, uh, scaling up there. So we spent six months fixing all the shit we with the first cabin. Uh, and then last year was, was all about scaling up. So now we have 11 cabins. We've got plans for, for 20 by the end of this year. Um, and yeah, the, the core concepts uh, held, which is great. And um, we just done our first couple of B2B deals, which is companies actually paying an annual subscription so that their employees can come and do this once or twice a year. So I think that's a really exciting opportunity and I'm excited to see where it all goes. So it all started with a monk, a Buddhist monk. monk. With a German Buddhist monk. That's uh, <laughs> how all good stories begin. <laughs> uh, so I feel like we're going through a superhero story. <laughs> So the, the company officially started, you had your first guest, what, in the past 12 months, right? So it's the kind of, it was July, nearly two years ago now, it's July 2020. Okay. So from that, from that moment with the monks and you quit your job the next week, did you already know you're going to quit your job or were you just so inspired? No, no. I literally, because I, I got back um, not planning to quit my job. And uh, yeah. we were trying to raise a Series A at the time. Like, it was a chaos behind the scenes. But um, uh, that Series A fell through. Like, literally, I, I had to fly straight back from the Buddhist retreat for, like, a, a you know quarterly planning meeting. And two days into that, the Series A fell through. And we, we had to close our U.S. office, the path of the company. Um, I was running growth at the time, paused the growth spend. So then I was sitting there. You know, twiddling my thumbs while my boss went back and forth with investors. It was, um, you know, it was a week after the sign-up retreat. So I was, you know, kind of uh, feeling feeling very, very calm. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a perfect storm. Went for a drink with, with Ben and one thing led to another, as they say. Yeah, so the it's really interesting you're selling to corporate clients too. You know, it's one thing just to kind of, build a groundswell of individuals who like it and tell their friends, but going straight to companies and saying, Hey, you guys are in the center of London and it's just pure chaos all the time. It's going to be healthy to get your employees out, let them refresh and recharge. Hit us with some of the statistics that, that you've seen like on people's phone usage or like how that first stay goes, um, what kind of repeat guests you've had. I know it's still early days, but would love to know some of the facts and figures. If it's yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so just on that kind of uh, phone usage, I mean, one figure that I always find interesting is we the average person checks their phone 221 times a day, which is, which is crazy. You know, you're just picking it up and checking it. And when you check your phone, it takes about 15 minutes to kind of get back to, to what you're doing. Now, you know, a, a bit of kind of maths, and I think 221 times a day is, is something like over the 16 hours you're awake, it's something like every four minutes. And, you know, you're obviously not not checking it in four-minute increments, but it doesn't take a lot for you just to then spend the whole day distracted, basically. Um, and that is it, you know? I mean, sure. you know, I think 80% of us check our phones within 15 minutes of waking up. And, like, as soon as you, you do that, your attention's gone for the day, you know? And... and there's just there's just so much like we're just connected to millions and, and billions of people over the internet now and, and you know that is completely overwhelming and i think what's really interesting what we found i mean completely by accident we just thought it'd be cool to get up a cabin and see what happens if you lock people's phones away but you know actually going and trying the experience it takes about a day for the mind to settle down so the first day you're actually a bit more anxious 
but then you kind of access this uh, this deep sense of of calm. Um, and you know that's how we're built to operate. You know, like humans aren't built to be like stressed and anxious. Um, like you look at all the the native tribes living today, and they're happy. You know, they're they're the happiest people on earth. But you know, people in cities, um, you know, it's it's kind of stress, anxiety, depression, um, especially these kind of new generations coming through now who have spent their whole teenage years with social media. So we have this crazy, like social media is almost this this crazy, like 15-year um, social experiment that we're only just now seeing the, the results of. So, yeah, I, I think it's, um, it, it's super interesting uh, just to see what happens when you get people offline. I think the biggest realization and feedback we get from guess is that you know you realize that the world doesn't end when you go offline for three days you know because we, mm-hmm. we tell people obviously tell people what, what we're doing and people are like oh, God, no, i couldn't do that <laughs> don't be ridiculous like, there's, there's just no way i could take the time off work and like obviously anyone can you know it always feels like that especially running a business um but you know the the world did pretty well without you for for all those years so i'm sure it can uh manage another three days well, Actually, you- go ahead ross yeah, what well, is interesting? I know a few people say when they're going holiday, they drop their phone in their in their in their case, right, in the safe, and then they take it up the end of the day. This is more. This is a few days, right, in your case, so they really don't see the phone at all for a few days. For me, it's pretty hard to understand as well, even though it might be good. And of course, we see this addiction, even though we're sitting at the family table. There's any distraction, or you hear something, you're still gonna watch it, right? So, and I know this addiction even with my daughter. She's 12 years old. Sometimes she doesn't listen. We're taking her phone. That's the the, the well, the, the punishment is it becomes the hardest, right? Because she can't leave without her phone. So, I get your point, but still, what makes it then differently if you see the journey and the whole experience you're delivering? If we just put the phone away for three days in the safe and just don't open it, compare, for example, the cabins you have and the whole experience around it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the, the key is that um, people actually do it. Like, that's the big thing, you know? I mean, it's you, you can say, hey, why doesn't someone just go and do this? And Airbnb, yeah, yeah, for sure, but they don't, you know? we, Me and uh, uh, MG were at a uh, um, kind of short-term rentals retreat in uh, Somerset last week, and um, t- two people there said to me they, they tried to do something similar, but there's always an excuse, right? And, like, when we yeah. launched, um, <laughs> you know, we kind of hadn't quite thought through the whole thing, and people saw a cabin on Instagram, they came to come and stay and we were actually checking people in at that point. We tried to take their phone off them and they were like, no way, what are you doing? Like, there's no way I'm doing that, you know? So, so you have to get out. The whole brand has to be around, this is what you're coming to yeah. do. So that you told work, you told your friends and family and just every single yeah. excuse for why you would want to get on your phone um, is gone. Because as soon as the, I, I, the, the, the kind of idea came, I actually went to stay with um, the getaway in the US, which do kind of, uh, you know, cabins, uh, very similar. And we're super excited to get on my phone arrived there put it box prepared but then half an hour later i like made excuses and i was, I was straight back scrolling again you know so um it, it is it is actually quite binary you know either either you do lock it away for three days or, or you don't like as soon as you're kind of dipping in and out uh then it just it just doesn't work you know mm-hmm. yeah but indeed, well, it's like want... a cheating part right it's like well will oh no go ahead keep going no but i'm curious indeed because i know myself and i think many people right it just you just I many times on holiday, I'm not going to touch my phone this evening. We're going to go for dinner. And for sure, I took the phone. And it took maybe not even 15 minutes, right? So I did in that case. It is the, the cheating part. And um, Well, how do you see this? Like, do you, if somebody comes with a good excuse, you still give them the phone or just don't? Or what is the reason why yeah, you really so- give them, unfortunately, the phone? When you give them the phone, when it's really needed or... So, so we, don't, we don't touch it. We're not there. You know, the, the, everyone okay. does it themselves. You get there. 
you have a padlock, you, you close the padlock yourself, and then you have a key in a sealed envelope. That way you can get to it um, okay. if you want it, but like you, you obviously can only rip the envelope once. So it's, it's you know, a kind of layer of accountability. But you know, it's, a, it's almost a behavioral, or it is a behavioral psychology problem. Um, and you know, it, it's all about getting people in that mind. You know, people, are, people are kind of irrational. So you, so you really just need to, if people have told their work that they're gonna do, they've, that they're gonna come and do this, they've told their family they're gonna come and do this, then you know they're kind of set themselves up to success to actually do it. If you just kind of make a snap decision before dinner that you want to get off your phone, then there's mm -hmm. not enough there psychologically to keep you from checking it in 15 minutes. So but, you know, can you incentivize them somehow? It's like charge them double when they touch the phone, or just, you know, <laughs> just okay. I'm just thinking, how can you incentivize them? Like, okay, no, I'm not going to do it because I have to yeah. pay 300 bucks extra. Up, up charge for <laughs> a penalty of not. Yeah, I'm just thinking. How, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to kind of build that side of things out. I mean, you know, as, as far as we can see, that's that's working now. I think 90, you know, obviously some people need to shut their phone, but 90% of people who, who come um, do lock away their phone and, and keep it locked away for the three days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, you can, Apple have opened up the screen time API now, so you can kind of pull people's screen time if, if, if they want to do that and, uh, and, and kind of you know, have that added accountability. So there's an interesting, interesting ways we can go with it. But fundamentally, you know, people do actually want to spend off the phone so you're almost just giving them the tools to achieve that you know mm -hmm. get a get a box that's weighted and for every minute <laughs> that phone is not in the box it's five yeah. pounds and then <laughs> and they're very deeply incentivized to not just scroll for hours and you're hours making, yeah you're making more money it's like yeah this yeah how can you incentivize them without that? <laughs> punish, punish them or <laughs> if they just don't no it is Hector, have you approached any physicians or done any like pre-post blood pressure screenings or <laughs> blood tests or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so we, we, we teamed up with a, a couple of universities last summer and did a whole research project, which was basically looking at both biological and subjective well-being. So, you know, you had the, the kind of subjective surveys pre and post day. Um, but then also we had people wearing a wearing a wristband, which tracks various things. And I think the big ones, uh, electrodermal activity, which is a, a, a good measure of stress. So we're actually we've got a ton of data from that, and still processing it now. But you know, already already starting to see some uh, some really interesting things there. And I think in the future, I'd love to I'd love to get someone wearing a um, you know a brain <laughs> brain scanner as well and, and figure out what's going on in there too. But yeah, even looking at the stress, it, it just it, you know disappears. That the kind of numbers we saw were. Um, you know, people having a conversation before the stay, like in their home, um, the electrodermal activity was, uh, was between seven and, and 27. You don't need to know too much about it. And then in exactly the same place after the stay, it had dropped to like, you know, 0 0.16 to 0 0.3. So it, it goes to, you know, yeah. a kind of fraction of what it is. And it shows that there's, there's so much kind of, you know, just, just kind of deep rooted stress in there. Uh, that we almost don't realize that we're we're kind of carrying. Well, we'd love to can, uh, come out and yeah. stay and wear a headdress for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be your first guinea pig. Um, one thing I'm curious about, just from because like when I'm staying somewhere, usually like Airbnb property or, or not property, but an Airbnb, I book on Airbnb um, or a hotel. I, I know, I know I caught myself, caught myself. Um, normally like I'm the, like one, I work in social media slash like media in general. So content, pictures, video, all that stuff is like 
part of my daily life. And you and I were kind of talking about this before uh, the recording, but are you guys seeing a big, cause like a lot of people probably take selfies or do stuff during like their, their stay and showing off the cabin or showing off this, uh, whatever it may be. But then you guys don't get that because during that three nights that they're there, um, their, their phone is locked. It's locked away unless they break the key. Um, you know, do you guys get a lot of social media push after the stay where it's like, Hey, like I just did three nights away and I unplugged and Oh my gosh, I feel great. Uh, do you get a lot of social media proof from that or where, where does that come from for you guys? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's actually, that's a, a real big driver of, of growth for us. Um, ironically, I think increased by the fact lock away the phone, because, you know, if you've got someone who's posting a story every day, then actually if they post yeah. one saying, Hey, you're not going to hear me from three days. I'm at this cabin. Yeah, check it out. I'm about to lock my phone away. Um, and then, yeah, you, you know, we give them a, a Polaroid camera for their stay as well. So people have got oh, cool. Polaroid pictures, cool. which they share on social media afterwards. Um, we name the, the cabins after dogs that have come and stayed. So, you know, that there's always kind of a lot of, a lot of canine uh, UGC. So, uh, yeah, it's a really good channel for us, ironically. But then, you know, in my head, I'm like, hey, do we want to be encouraging people to, to, to have to post on Instagram before they lock their phones away? So each eat to their own. Well, you well, see that the most used filter now on the OTAs is probably Wi-Fi still, right? Or free Wi-Fi, high-speed yeah, Wi-Fi, yeah. whatever. You think in the future will be there will be a filter which is going to be no internet-like filter or just logbox or whatever, how you call it? Because it might be it becomes like a trend or more like an hybrid. Okay, I just, this is one something I would like to filter on, right? Because now, yeah, well, there, there's none. So do you think it could be moving into a space when people are just like, constantly touching this phone, which you just mentioned, and even with the Apple Watch, I know if you wear one, I try to wa- look at you if you were wearing one, because I think it's even worse. Um, yeah, you see, sure. you see, might see this movement. You see, might see this movements. Okay, eventually you have the filters, even on the OTAs, like, yeah. there's no internet. I hope so. I hope so. And to your earlier point of, hey, work on any, you know, hospitality business, do this. I, I really hope they do, honestly, you know, like, we're, fundamentally, we're doing this because, you know, we think it's missing in the world. And, you know, we're heading towards the, the underground nowadays. Everyone is just like face down in the, in the screen, the, the metro. Um, and you know, that's, the, that's the kind of world that we're, we're heading towards. So this is really an effort to move the conversation in another direction. And just by doing this, you know, I mean, we're here talking, none of you guys have obviously been to, been to stay yet. So, um, so yeah, j- just by doing this, it starts the conversation. Obviously, if we can mm-hmm. kind of get people actually trying it, spending that time offline, you know, realizing that the world doesn't end and, and make it a regular thing. So we, we do have kind of power users who are doing this every, you know, every three months or every quarter. Um, but yeah, look, I, I really do hope it sparks a whole kind of movement. And fundamentally, like this kind of future that we want to work towards, because if we can get you know, thousands of cabins or we have hundreds of thousands or even millions of, of people doing this every year, um, then that will create some pretty profound changes to society. And, you know, I, I don't know what those are, but we'd love to, to find out. If we look at your future projections for your business, you think B2B going to be bigger than B2C? Uh, I think we're always going to be like a B2C brand, but I, I think I think revenue-wise, that, that could definitely turn into the, the, the engine of the business. I think it's always harder than you think to crack this, but we've had, you know, we've had kind of four four companies just, just come in inbound in the last like a uh, couple, two or three months. We've been thought there was always an opportunity there on the B2B side, but I have never quite thought it would probably come to us. And, and now we're starting to see some early action. So yeah, look, if we can, if we can scale that up, I think um, that, that makes it all possible. Well, after today's podcast, you'll probably have hundreds just flooding you. So <laughs> be, be ready, Hector, be ready. Keep going, keep going. What, um, you know, I'm just thinking of like, is this something practically 
that I could do today? And of course the answer is yes, but it's a lot harder being a father with a little son. If my wife and I go and being totally unplugged from a three-year-old for three or four days, what's the typical like demographic that you see so far? Is it couples? Is it solo travelers? Is it friends? Yeah, for sure. So um, it, it's been mostly kind of what I would call millennial couples so far. So that kind of 25 to 35, you know, it's 75% couples, 25% singles. Um, it's the same price of both. So usually the singles are you know, slightly older, slightly higher net worth. Um, and yeah, we, we definitely do see some, some kind of young families come. So some people will just put up a, a cot in the cabin, or we have others who you know, leave it with a, um, with a grandparent, leave the, the child with a grandparent. And, um, uh, you know, you, you've got a Nokia, so you can be read, have a number that you can give out. Um, so, you know, if the world can contact you, if, if really needed, um, but uh, but yeah, no, really interested to see how that um, how that all kind of progresses, and in the future, you know, we can look to do more kind of um, family cabins, etc. But I think you know that's a really interesting, different problem to solve because once you start talking about kids and you know kids' cell phones, then you've got you've got a whole other um, a whole other challenge. So I think let's let's try and do one thing really well first, and and then yeah, would love to to tackle that. All right, two following questions to that. Okay. One, how many children have been conceived at your properties? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have not been tallying, uh, but we did get, we did get uh, some press recently because Katie Price's sister got engaged one of the parents. That was all over, I'm sure whether she's a household name the US, but that was all over the, the tabloids. So um, one Beautiful. of the, the big gossip papers here did. Um, an article called the digital detox behind digital detox retreat behind Katie Price's sisters engagement. So we're seeing some really interesting. I, I've heard of a few engagements there actually. Um, we we should put. I'll, I'll do. A, I'll send out a survey to find out about conceived children. But um, <laughs> yeah, to the we might not have enough data. And then number two, Hector, I think this is a huge missed opportunity if you're not already <laughs> doing it. But singles weekend where you can yeah. only go. It's a single person. You have, you know, a fair mix, and it's the exact opposite of Tinder, right? You're bringing what happens, humans what happens in... in a real world <laughs> without technology. Oh, so Sign actually, me up. Most of our cabins are on their own sites at the moment. So we have um, most of our cabins are single cabin sites. So you're you're literally going and you know it's kind of your own secluded gotcha. site. And we have a few sites now that are, are two cabins. So we could uh, we could we could do matchmaking and send two singles to, to two cabins and, and see what happens. But yeah, as as we grow, we we'll need one site. I volunteer. I volunteer as tribute. Yeah, sure. You need one site that's just ten properties. <laughs> yeah, and, there you, go. Uh, you know, mixed genders and see what happens. You'll you'll soon have couples that meet there, get engaged there, conceive there. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love you, it. You're literally <laughs> building the future world. This is, this yeah. is great. It's like colonizing. Wow. Who would have thought we'd go back that far? Um, I, I, my, my follow-up question, because Hector, I think you and I, yeah, we talked about this before everyone joined on the pre, pre-live side. Um, and so it was like, you know, I, I, kind of had this whole experience in Mexico where it's like, I need to unplug when I get back to real life. How do you guys set up your guests for that 
like sensory overload when it comes back to reality, right? Like they're, they're unplugged for three days. Um, is there like any kind of like tips, tricks, things that you guys recommend to any of your guests that say, Hey, like if you're struggling with, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, and you come here and you come to get away, you put your phone away. Um, and then you're about to go home, right? You're about to go back to reality. And, uh, is there certain things maybe you guys just recommend prior to your guests checking out and leaving? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, it's something we've kind of seen happen a bit organically. So we've got a lot of people going and uh, they get back to their life. And if they're a couple, for example, um, then, you know, they might have one night a week where they'll actually just go out to a restaurant around the corner and, and leave their, their phones at home. We have other people who really enjoy like actually using a physical map in the cabin and go home and buy a map. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're kind of building out exactly what our role is in all of that. But it's things like, you know, kind of managing uh what you're checking you know if you get out page hey, email whatsapp uh, instagram you know it's a, it really is a, a big overload so it's, it's really kind of doing that doing that gradually um but you know the, the great thing about this because what what doesn't happen in three days is you don't change your habits right so like yeah ha- habit transition takes time but what it does is it changes your perspective um, and that kind of empowers you. So, so these, these, these researchers who did a, a project on our cabins last, um, last summer, they, they have written one paper already that they're writing a few more. And, and that paper um, talks about how spending that time offline empowers you to kind of tackle things that, you know, we all know are bad for your well-being. Um, like we all know what we need to do to, to feel better, right? Like it's, um, but it's hard. It's so hard in this day and age. It's actually having that space. Um, you know, so, so what we find is people really kind of come out of the experience already just, just with a very kind of clear idea of, of just small changes they want to make when they, they get back into their life. Um, but yeah, you know, we'd love to, to kind of really build that out. And again, like just, just figure out where this fits in people's lives. Like, is it something you do every six to 12 months as a kind of refresh? And like, is there anything we can do to help um, in that interim? Because, uh, you know, tech's not, not going away, obviously. And obviously it does, yeah. um, it does make so much possible. So you know, want to really figure out how we can kind of best help people with that. I love that. That's a good answer. Um, Michael, you're, you're on mute. All right. Last question before we get into rapid fire. <laughs> okay. How many digital detoxes have you been on? Uh, so I just completed my fourth, uh, two weeks ago, fourth in our cabin. So I'm, I'm doing it. I, there's a gap between my first and second, but now doing it with, uh, with my girlfriend about once a quarter, I think seems about right. Maybe do like three with her and one on my own, something like that. But yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta practice what you preach. If I'm you know, with the brand. shouting all day trying to get yeah. people to do this, then I, I gotta do it myself. But, th- but that's, you know, could be worse, eh? Yeah, I, I was gonna say, could have a worse thing to, <laughs> to go practice and try, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, rapid fire. Um, quick one word answers move on we've had some guests try and read a book after each question so (laughs) not very rapid um ideal exit of this business by calm by calm that's not an exit yeah bought by calm or yeah okay and then there you go um Ideal vacation, not unplugged. Oof, mountains. 
Mountain. Well, okay. So beach or city? Beach. Fly or drive? Drive. Fish and chips or English breakfast? Fish and chips. All right. Will? Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Come on, I had uh, iPhone or Nokia. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Nokia. <laughs> um, uh, pizza or tacos? Tacos. And then uh, Marriott or Hilton? Neither. Oh, okay. My heart hurts, but all right. That's it. Bar- Michael. <laughs> Barbecue or order food? Oh, what, sorry. Barbecue or ordering food? Barbecue. Okay. Email or SMS? Email. Okay. The other two questions were the same as Michael answered. Oh, SMS. <laughs> castle <laughs> or tiny home? Oof. I got to say castle now, right? I wonder why. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. All Good right. Answer. Sweet man, we'll appreciate you joining us and good luck with you know your inbox the rest of the day. So yeah. How many times you your phone, Michael, in between? Uh Will? Uh I think I think three times for me. Three times. Will, how many times you look at your phone during this episode? Throughout the day? No episode zero. No, zero during the episode. Wow. Good for you. Hector, how many times? I I don't even have it. Look at them living the brand. <laughs> the box. Locked in the box. Awesome. Uh, well, well, keep uh, keep gathering those stats, and we'll have you on again in you know six months or a year, and we'd love to see where things are and how many conceptions have happened and and all that. So, well, if we can reach you yeah. at least, but yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> sure, guys. Absolute pleasure. Once you, once you guys do the single retreat, let me know. I'll be the first one to fly out for that. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Hector. And then to all of our morning listeners, uh, check out unplugged.rest and you can find out more about Hector, Ben, the whole company, what they're doing. And we'll see you all again next week.